Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Dan and joining me today, uh, I'm excited to to sit and chat with you, Justin. Justin Wells of interlaced.io. Uh, which is a people-focused IT for modern creative organizations. Man, that just sounds super like, just, I just love that. I don't know, exciting, comfortable. I don't know what it sounds like, but it sounds amazing. So I'm excited to dive in. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. And not not over the top there was that because I really like, this is really cool. I think people-focused IT is so huge. I mean, I feel like the IT world is so often, no disrespect, very technical and hard to understand. Yep. People focused just sounds just unique. Yeah, yeah. For us, people focused means a few things. So one is just finding out like who we're working with, being on a first name basis, understanding that when people call in, then uh, we're helping people through problems. Like it's not what they set out to do that day, um, right? Like it's it's a component, uh, but like nobody comes to work to to type on a keyboard. Nobody works, comes to work to have their computer crash. So like help understanding that, just tackling that empathetically. I think the second thing about people focus is trying to understand what their goals are, right? Like what is, what are, where's the business going? What are, what's on the horizon? What are they excited about? Mm-hmm. And structuring the IT platform, infrastructure, service in a way that's supportive of those goals. Um, and then just being a trusted partner uh, lastly, being a trusted partner. So when they have issues, they're comfortable calling you, um, making sure that like you're having an active dialogue, uh, to get in front of problems to, to, you know, identify things that can help improve the business. Um, so what we don't want to do is, you know, just, just be a partner that call only when things go wrong. We want to be there to help you through those bad times, but also like we can do a lot more for your business if we're there like, you know, all the time, um, helping you plan, celebrating the wins. So we view ourselves as a, a business partner first and an IT partner second. Gotcha. More proactive, reactive also, mm-hmm. but more proactive as much as you can. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And something else you said before we started recording on our pre-show chat, um, I found very interesting. You have another differentiator when it comes to IT. This isn't like a huge we serve everyone. I mean, maybe you serve everyone, but you focus on a specific niche market. What market is that? Yeah. So we've started, we're, we're actually 11 years old. Um, and since our founding, we've been focused on serving companies that rely on Apple technology. Uh, and so you mentioned not just Apple technology, but it's, it's a really powerful niche. What happens in IT more often than not is company IT service provider founded. They build skills, they build capabilities. They start in the PC market, and then as the client need arises, they'll bolt on services, they'll, they'll, they'll bolt on products, they'll get the, their people trained and certified to work on Apple. And it doesn't always work well when you think about security, compliance, all of the SaaS applications that are out, all of the cloud applications. 
So those things don't always play nice with Apple. Um, and it makes the job for the IT professional difficult trying to manage that in addition to managing all the PCs. And so we've taken an Apple first approach or people. A lot of our people come from Apple. We train and certify on all of our people on the Apple products. Mm. And then our platform and our service is tailored to work really well in the Apple environment first. Um, and then it just so happens that we can also service the, the PCs well with that approach. Um, yeah. So that's it's kind of an Apple Apple first platform agnostic mindset, which is which is a differentiator in the market. Yeah, for sure. So the question is, I have my iPhone here that is doing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I won't. I won't get <laughs> yeah, free shoot, IT. Shoot it. Shoot it. Let's go. <laughs> no. So, uh, so that's yeah, that's interesting. It because it is. I mean, I've worked in companies where it's PC, PC, and then as soon as you get a Mac, they go. Uh, I don't know. We got. We got to. We got to figure this out. So this is a whole different yeah. ballgame. So. Very interesting. So yeah, so one one thing on that point is um, a lot of times our customer is not just a small business; it's a or IT organization within a larger enterprise. And okay. so we 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 do both. Like most of our customers are the twenty to one hundred person small businesses, but we get engaged for projects, consulting, and and ultimately service for um, larger enterprise where they have an established IT uh, program, but they're uh, professionals, their IT professionals, it's a difficult task to manage, um, a growing number of Macs within their environment. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So you say it's 11 years old in lace.io. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the CEO, are you the founder as well then? I'm not. So company was actually founded, uh, two brothers about 11 years ago. Um, they initially started kind of in the break fix and home service market. They had mm-hmm. been employees at Apple. They had built the technical skills and started providing service uh, and, and were able to grow the business that way. Pretty quickly got into uh, small business services uh, and then continued to, to scale. And so um, the company was sold uh, about two and a half years ago. Uh, we had another CEO who had kind of helped through the transition. Uh, and then um, I came in uh, last November, so about nine months ago. Um, and together with our our leadership team and our broader team, um, we're hoping to scale the company um, and kind of reignite in relates to the next phase of growth. Um, yeah. And so over the past few months, we've been really focused on adding innovative services, simplifying security, growing the training the team, um, and and continuing on you know another another stage uh, on the growth trajectory. So the company's been through four or five inflection points, almost like stair-step style growth. And we're um, really excited about the next phase. Excellent. That's cool. What a, what an interesting way to, to become an, an, an entrepreneurial type CEO is to step into that based on the other entrepreneurs that founded it. So, um, so, so share a little bit with me, shine a light on, on your why, on Justin's why. Mm-hmm. What gets you out of bed yeah. in the morning? What gets you working? What, what fires you up about what you do? What's your why? Yeah, a few things. One is the the challenge to to build like to grow and build um i think it's just it's just fun so like you mentioned the entrepreneurial mindset so had a startup run myself worked kind of in an entrepreneurial role within a very large organization um i was in the navy for 10 years and on kind of a entrepreneurial style you know assemble a group of 20 people take all the equipment you need with you and go around the world with helicopters in the back of ships. Um, and so, uh, and then this challenge at interlaced. And so it's, for me, it's about, you know, 
helping others, uh, empowering others, building together. Um, that's one. The second thing is just helping others grow. And so whether it's a team at Interlaced, um, I'm involved in, with some uh, like veterans organizations that help veterans transition from the military to business, um, do a lot of work with UCSD and the entrepreneurship program there. So helping the coach coach teams that are going after their startup, you know, their startup dreams. Uh, that's, that's a big thing. And then um, just the concept of, of service. And so how that service manifests for me at Interlaced is we have really cool clients um, doing amazing things for the, for the, for the world. Um, so we have a, quite a bit of nonprofits. We have ad and creative agencies who are doing just really, really remarkable things with mm-hmm. campaigns. They're serving, um, you know, other like nonprofits and fast growing um, socially minded companies. Um, and so, you know, the ability to come in and, and lead and grow the organization that has an outsized impact on the world, right? We're not, I, ha- I heard, I'm, I'm borrowing this from a friend, but he said, we don't change the world, you know, by delivering great IT. We create, you know, change the world by empowering people who are going out and doing great things. And so, you know, this kind of one one input to many outputs um, service mindset is, is, for, for me is, is really powerful. Uh, did I answer your I, question? Or I, or did I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. I, I can hear the passion. <clears throat> I can hear the, the, the love of empowering others in your voice. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I just think that's cool. And is that a big role of CEO is empowering and coaching others? Yeah, I think, you know, one is just planting the flag and, and, and moving the flag forward. So I think the, you know, for us, we have amazing, smart people. Um, and a big part of it is setting a direction and, and then getting out of the way, <laughs> checking in. Yeah. So yeah. like getting, getting started on that path, um, unblocking barriers. So whether those are just assumptions we've made about ourselves, like assumptions we've made about the organization, what type of service we provide, what are the needs of the customers? Um, and then, and then, uh, empowering teams to go out and solve problems. And so a lot of what I do is just getting feedback from customers, prospects, employees, uh, and then trying to formulate a vision of what the company can become. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of firefighting involved. There's a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> sure. things that go into just running the business. Um, but we have an amazing team. And so that I'll, I'll take all of that work um, for the privilege of getting to like, think creatively and, and, and move, you know, move the flag. Yeah. And again, in service to others. I love that. So you're very entrepreneurial. You are in an entrepreneurial position. Um, and it seems like as great as it is and as great as being an entrepreneur can, can be, we all have that moment, right? Where mm-hmm. it's, you hit rock bottom, you kind of throw your hands up and say enough is enough. Um, should I be doing this? What's next? Have you had those moments in your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, for sure. So I think like at, at each point in the journey, making the decision to, do I move on? Do I try something new? So I was in the Navy, loved what I did. Um, great, great teammate, et cetera. And then like, or great team teammates. Um, but then making that decision to, to go after like a startup. Um, and then, you know, working through the startup at some point, you move on from that, whether it's shutting it down, it's trying to sell it, trying to scale it. Um, going, working for a big company, 
love the people I worked with, love the team, love the products we made, but then the same thing. So each one of those, like it's a, you know, you get attached and you get, um, uh, you know, it's hard, hard to make those decisions and you really struggle with it. But like, I think at the end of the day, um, you have to look at like, what are the things you're trying to learn? What are the skills you're trying to gain? What are the service, what's the impact you're trying to have? Um, and if you can align those things where you're at, that's, that's great. Um, but you know, if, if you need a new challenge, if you want the, um, you know, to build new skills, tackle new problems, like, um, then it's time to, time to move on. So, um, mm. I'm very fortunate that I get, um, you know, kind of a the entrepreneurial challenge of growing a company, um, companies actually, you know, I'm not an owner in interlaced, it's private equity owned. So I got the, the, you know, kind of privilege and challenge of growing the company. Um, with a great support network of other CEOs that I get to confer with, um, with a, a great leadership and management team. So I think that's the, to, to put a ribbon on it. It's, it's just making sure you have, you're surrounded with great people, whatever it is you choose to do. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times I know entrepreneurship can feel very, very, um, you know, very, very, you're like, you're not an island. Um, yeah. And so especially the last like four or five months where, we're physically on our own island. Um, one of the things that's been really helpful for me is just uh, checking in. So I have a network of about 10 other small business leaders and we just do like CEO therapy. <laughs> so it's literally just, literally just checking in, seeing how we're doing. And yeah. actually a lot of um, good business outcomes have come from that, but just started it with, um, you know, with the intent of like just checking in and human human and understanding that other people have the same challenges you have. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of those challenges, what like what's one of the big challenges you have faced uh, at your time so far at Interlaced? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I had about five months to get my feet under me, um, <laughs> which actually wasn't too hard because we have such a strong uh, leadership team in place. Um, so it's just just learning the business, learning the market, learning the customers. Um, each you know we we have we provide a pretty um, white glove service, so we're we're like catering to specific customer needs. And so learning what drives each customer. Um, but um, so that, that part wasn't too bad. The, the difficult part was looking at kind of an unknown around the market during a pandemic, during a recession, and then right. um, having the courage to pivot during that time. And so, um, you know, looking back, like, got some great advice. Um, world's like fundamentally changed. Um, you can do a couple things. You can try to go back to the world that existed. It may or may not return, or you can just continue forging ahead, um, trying new things. So we experimented a lot. We put out a lot of, you know, different, um, different design concepts, a lot of different service packages, really um, got close to the customers to learn you know, what challenges are they having? Um, and then ultimately, you know, we had probably five or 10 things that didn't work, but we had three or four that worked really well. Mm -hmm. um, and so just, just keeping moving and, and plotting ahead, um, you know, or there, nobody's certain what's, what's to come with the economy, but if you're doing the right things for the right reasons and, and trying lots of different things, like you'll be successful. Yeah. And it, and it, it has to be just critical that you've built that trust with the team and that you trust them, they built trust with you to be able to 
go test these things and, and sometimes fail, but understand that it can happen. Is there any secret sauce that you can give to building that trust? Yeah. What, what I could have done better um, looking back was, was frame it that way. Right. Like, you know, I think change can be hard um, especially when there's a lot of change happening in the external environment, but um, you know, framing it like we're going to try a lot of different things. Some of them may fail. We fully expect that, you know, some of these things will go to zero. Some of these things will be marginally successful, but a few of these things will be really successful. Um, Just having that, that framing. Um, The other thing I think we did do really well was just be really, really transparent about business, about the customers, about the state of the economy um, and just sharing, sharing our thought process. I think that gets you a long way. If you, um, if, if you, if you share and bring people along on the journey rather than just like popping into an all hands and making edicts. Um, I think it's going to, you know, the team, the team will respond. So yeah. Treat people with like, like respectful adults, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And gather, Um, gather and gather inputs. Yeah. yeah. And and listen. Mm -hmm. So that answers my, I was going to ask the nice thing is if you could redo one thing over the last year, um, so framing that thing differently. Is there anything else over the last year that you would look at and go, you know, I probably should have done this differently. Um, I think, you know, there's some, there's a first time transitioning in as a, uh, as a CEO. Um, I think you, you know, some of the learnings where you don't have to make all the changes right at once. Um, you're not going to have all the answers. Um, and then, uh, to gather as much, external feedback as possible. Um, I think that's, that's critical. And so, um, I think I did probably a pretty good job at at two of those three things. I think I probably could have, uh, gotten more external feedback. Um, you know, um, but, um, I think just believing in yourself and your decision-making ability, um, it's, you know, there are going to be hard calls, uh, but at the same time, if you're doing them for the right reasons, uh, and you're, you're involving others in the decision-making process, it'll, it'll be all right. Yeah. So Justin, as CEO casting that vision, I, I would guess you've at least thought of this in some way, but how do you see yourself and maybe even the business in you know, three years, five years, even mm-hmm. maybe 10 years from now, what does that look like for you? Yeah. For me, the, the landscape of IT is changing changing one really um, in a really apparent way, which is uh, offices are no longer the centralized place for work, right? right? Remote teams are the norm. So that's, that's one. Uh, two is the past three or four years, there's been some fundamental changes in, in IT transition to cloud, the importance of cybersecurity, um, the uh, kind of nature of what is and what is not connected to the internet. Um, so those things, I think, fundamentally changing. For me, um, the, the big thing that we're trying to, to redefine what we do and what makes us different from other IT companies. Um, and so that focus on being a business partner, I think no matter what industry you're in, if you're serving businesses, you really need to consider yourself a, a business partner. And for us, that that means pushing the bounds of what is defined as, as it. Um, so like a core it really is, okay. If you have a issue with your computer, we show up, we reset your password or we help you fix your monitor. 
um, troubleshooting bugs, things like that. Yeah. So pushing that out, thinking through what are the next um, level business problems that you're trying to solve and enabling you to solve those. And so um, providing an awesome core IT experience is the foundation. And then what things can we, can we do next um, to go further into the business to help you solve those problems um, and like replicate those things across our core verticals. That's what, uh, that's what we're focused on. Yeah. And that, and that change is coming. We're in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. hop on board or, or mm-hmm. get left behind. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so how can the leverage to scale community uh, jump on board? They're ready to do this. They're like, okay, this sounds awesome. How can we jump on board and support you in developing that vision of expanding that, that it world? Yeah. So I think if you were um, two things, I think one from like a market research perspective, if you are running a small business and you're facing IT challenges, we'd love to hear from you just to, to learn what those things are. Like we're always trying to hear, you know, what are the next three, four things our, our customers are trying to solve? Um, so that's, that's one. And I think too, if anyone is, you know, uh, a business services provider serving small businesses, um, we'd love to partner. And so, you know, we, we view, you know, what we do as a foundation that others can build upon, whether it's the company themselves or service providers that serve into those companies. Um, and so we, we'd love to, we'd love to talk to you about how we can partner to make, you know, our joint clients more successful. Yeah, absolutely. And where, where can they reach you then? What's the best way? Yeah. So, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Justin T. Wells on, on LinkedIn. Uh, you can reach me at justin.wells at interlace.io. Uh, and then you can reach our uh, growth team at business at interlace.io. And, and all also the resources are at interlace.io, right? Yep. And uh, yeah. we've got uh, live Slack and chat integration on the website. So if you pop on the website, you can just start chatting with us and we'll jump on the phone. Excellent. Well, thank you. That was that was as good as I thought it was going to be, Justin. That was great. All right. Justin you. Wells, interlace.io. Yep. Thanks so much for being a part of Leverage to Scale. All right. Thank you so much for having me. See ya. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.